VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say that it's really great to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And I believe that, too. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive strategies to help you live the kind of life that you want. I've been doing this work for 25 years. I've been on Voice America. Now we're in year number six. And I saw that the Internet was the wave of the future, and we need to get this information about positive thinking and positive living and positive solutions to issues out there as much as we can, now more than ever. And today is no exception. Um, if you're listening on Monday, July 2nd, 2007, you can give us a call live at uh, 866-472-5788. Today we're talking about the subject of abandonment. What happens when you've been left? When you've been left through divorce, through separation, you're a child and you feel your parent has abandoned you, you've had that feeling of loss, but it's more than loss. It's just feeling total abandonment, just like you're completely alone and you don't know where to go. And I have the expert on to talk about this today. My guest is Susan Anderson, who has devoted more than 25 years of clinical experience and groundbreaking research in working with victims of abandonment trauma. Founder of the Abandonment Recovery Movement, she's the author of three books, including Black Swan, The Twelve Lessons of Abandonment Recovery, and The Journey from Heartbreak to Connection, and uh, The Journey from Abandonment to Healing. Welcome, Susan. I'm happy to be here, Patricia. <laughs> well, I have to say, you know, I'm a little prejudiced because I've known you a while and I, your work is so powerful and has helped so many people. And, you know, this is one of the things that we don't always talk about. People don't want to talk. I mean, you know, it's okay to say somebody's gone, but we don't really want to delve into it. It's painful. What's the difference between abandonment and loss? Because when somebody leaves you, it's loss, but there's a difference. Yeah, there really is. Loss is, is a terrible feeling, but when you add to that feeling a sense that the other person chose not to be with you, that you've been left, that you've been discarded, it, it creates a tremendous depression that mm-hmm. creates anger along with the depression, and we turn that anger against ourselves and blame ourselves for not being worthy of the person's love. Mm-hmm. So abandonment creates, it's loss because we've lost someone, but we, it's a complicated loss because there, there are so many primal feelings involved that stem mm-hmm. all the way back to childhood when mm-hmm. we felt you know, felt criticized mm-hmm. or felt neglected or, or yes. compared ourselves to one of our brothers and sisters and didn't think we were as good. You know, all those feelings just come mm-hmm. rushing in and it creates such a painful wound. I've heard people describe it, people who've been left um, by spouses. I've heard people describe it as, I've been erased and replaced. Yes, it's, there's nothing more painful than the feeling of being erased by someone you care about. You cared about that person. You did not want the relationship to end, and that person can just erase you 
And that erasure is, is a very common thing that happens in relationships. Someone is madly in love with you, and then they find someone else to transfer those feelings to, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you, you no longer count. Mm-hmm. And to be the victim of that experience is very painful to be erased and replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what, what led you to this study, Susan? Well, from both professional and profound personal experience, the ironic thing is that um, you know some of this, Patricia, but I'm sharing it with, with, your, with your listeners, that I, um, here I was, you know, a specialist in abandonment for about 20 years when the love of my life, my marital partner of 18 years, suddenly left me for another woman. I was, to use your expression, erased and replaced, and mm. it happened very suddenly, and it was so profound that it got me really wondering how a therapist who specializes in this could manage to feel so much pain. What Mm. is this pain about? Why is it so persistent? How can this pain manage to hurt your self-esteem even when you're a therapist and know all the tools, all the Mm -hmm. tricks? So this was so incredibly... I, I, I was overwhelmed with these feelings and wanted to, you know, survive it myself, and I was amazed at at how much this thing took took control over my emotions and mm. how devastated I was. How did you start to do research on this, Susan? How did you start to really delve into it? The turning point, well, I, did, I started to do research right away because I was in so much pain I wanted to see if there was some a book out there mm-hmm. I hadn't already read because I had perused all the literature, the professional and self-help literature, and so I was on a search to help myself and... I, found nothing, nothing that spoke to this, the level of the pain or the center of the pain. I knew my clients had described this to me, and I had worked with people over the years, and I knew it was more powerful than the books ever talked about. Hmm. And that's what did it. it. The turning point was when I discovered, when I caught a gl- glance of myself in the mirror, and I, you know, it was took me off guard, and I, I saw myself in that moment, that little split second, I thought, oh, my God, you're repulsive. That's, mm. That was my thought. Hmm. And I said, wait a minute. That's not true. I, that's absolutely not true. Why did I have that sudden feeling that I was repulsive? And it was because I felt rejected. Mm-hmm. And I realized that even I, a therapist, could, el- could have my self-esteem right. damaged over something. And oh, so well. I searched literature to help me understand how... Loss with rejection causes your self-esteem to plummet, and I, I found the answers. And that's what I really want to talk about in this interview. I also want to say that when you were talking about how you felt, there's a little book that you wrote called The Black Swan, and I love that book because of the imagery of this little girl standing on this rock, you know, where um, her father brings her there and then leaves her. Yes. And she's standing on this rock going in the middle of the water saying, oh, you know, where am I? I'm all by myself. Why did you leave me? And yes. not understanding. And that's, and that's really that image is so powerful and to me really spoke to how you feel when that happens to you. Yes, uh, we become the child on the rock having been just left there to die. That's mm-hmm. exactly what the feeling is. The, the, the metaphor of the, of the little girl on the rock was designed to sort of get to the to the depths of what I was feeling, and I knew that it was universal that other people feel that same abandoned feeling, and it's a terrifying and painful feeling. Mm. So, Susan, how do you begin to help people to heal? Well, 
healing is the most amazing thing because when you've been abandoned and you've experienced these powerful primal feelings, it opens you up to the core. It's like exploratory surgery, like you've been opened up and you're you're in the in the operating room and you're completely flayed open. And while you're open, you certainly wouldn't have chosen to have yourself ripped open, but while you're open, it's time to get in there and clean mm-hmm. out the debris. Mm-hmm. So although abandonment is painful and it feels like you've been literally severed from your Siamese twin without anesthesia, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's that painful. But it is an opening. It's an opportunity to really, for the first time, get your sense of self in order. Begin to question the assumptions that you've made about yourself, that messages that you've received from your parents or from from the world as you've grown up, all kinds of false assumptions. Mm -hmm. And it's it's an opportunity to learn how you are so terrified and, and hurt when you're going through these feelings. You learn how to tend to yourself for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's your primal self that you're taking care of. So the healing is deep. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, when you talk about that and how people feel so wounded and it's so deep, in all the people, and you've worked with you know, hundreds and thousands of people in this area of abandonment, is there, once, is there something in common that those folks who've been abandoned have? I mean, have they all had tough childhoods? Have they all been yelled at? I mean, is there, is there a common thread or not really? You know, it's, it's pretty extraordinary. It, the way it works is that if you have had a lot of, a lot of uh, loss, separation, rejection um, in your childhood, uh, you know, criticism, that kind of thing, if you've had a lot of that, if your parents, if one of your parents was an alcoholic and, and therefore was sort of in and out kind of, you know, in and out in terms of being truly present with you. If you've had those kinds of traumas and you go through an adult abandonment, yes, it will be very painful because that opens up the primal wound mm-hmm. and it's a cumulative wound and everything that you've ever experienced comes rushing to the forefront. All these experiences are part of that wound and yes, it, it's a very painful wound. But, there are people who had so-called ideal childhoods whose mother and fathers loved them and they received all the t- attention that they needed and they never went through a particularly traumatic breakup in high school. You know, they don't really have a history that they can remember, but they go through an adult relationship and they're devastated. And it's what, what that speaks to is the fact that no matter what your history is, yes, folks who've had a really rough history have a rough time, no question about it, but even someone without a rough history can really be sent, you know, brought to their knees mm. in this experience because we all have fear of abandonment as children. Mm-hmm. Even if nothing bad happened and mm-hmm. it opens up that primal fear mm-hmm. and the hurt is just tremendous because it is such an unexpected kind of punch in the stomach mm. to, to feel rejected and to feel mm-hmm. left by someone. So oh. it is across the board, Patricia. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Susan Anderson, who has devoted more than 25 years of clinical experience and groundbreaking research in working with victims of abandonment trauma. She's a psychotherapist in New York. She's the founder of the Abandonment Recovery Movement, and she's the author of three books, including The Black Swan, The 12 Lessons of Abandonment Recovery, The Journey from, healing, the journey from Abandonment to Healing, and the journey from heartbreak to connection. You can log on to her website, which is abandonment.net, abandonment.net. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Susan about her work, about the five 
stages of grief specific to abandonment, exercises that correspond to the stages, and about an exciting workshop that she's going to be bringing to Costa Rica in 2008 that you really want to hear about. So if you want to give us a call and you're listening today on July 2nd, give us a call on Monday at 2 p.m., which is where we are now, or 11 a.m. Pacific, and give us a call at 866-472-5788. And again, this program is uh, heard today. It's also archived on my site. Just go to raskinresources.com, and it will direct you to the radio shows or go to voiceamerica.com. And this show is usually all the shows are archived, so this show will be on by tomorrow, and you can hear it. And, folks, we'd love to have you call in after the break for your questions for Susan Anderson, again, at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com We're back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And my guest today is Susan Anderson who has devoted more than 25 years of clinical experience and groundbreaking research in working with victims of abandonment trauma. Founder of the Abandonment Recovery Movement, she's the author of three books, including The Journey from Abandonment to Healing, Black Swan, The Twelve Lessons of Abandonment Recovery, and The Journey from Heartbreak to Connection. 
And Susan, uh, you can reach Susan through her website at abandonment.net. So if you have felt abandoned by a parent or by a spouse or you've had betrayal and you just feel like somebody just has erased you, uh, this is a, a wonderful book, wonderful website. Susan is an expert in her field. And I can't say enough about her work. And she's going to be doing a seven-day workshop in Costa Rica, which we're going to be talking about, and she's going to share a lot of that with you today. Welcome back, Susan. Well, I'm happy to be here. Good. And, folks, if you want to talk to her directly today on July 2nd, call us at 866-472-5788. So, Susan, in working with Abandon, having experienced it yourself and working with it, um, you created five stages of specific five stages of grief specific yes. to abandonment. And before we go there, I just want to say that I know that you talked in the first segment about having experienced abandonment in your own life, and I experienced abandonment in my life. And when I was going through it, one of my friends who had experienced it led me to your book, and that's how I met you. And this has been like a two or three year relationship now, but I met you because of this groundbreaking work that you do, and it helped yes. me so much. Just wanted to say that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Susan, the five stages of grief. Okay. That, yes, they're, uh, they begin with shattering, which are common to both kinds of grief, bereavement and, uh, you know, when you've been left by someone. But shattering when you've been abandoned has no numbing, usually. People can be a little bit, you know, knocked out and, sh- and in shock from it, but basically they're in a lot of pain. Whereas when someone dies at the very beginning, in the initial stage, they're, they're a little bit more numb. But the reason there's no numbing with abandonment is because rejection is involved. The person voluntarily chose to be away or the, the, you've gotten fired or your friend didn't call you or what, whatever the trigger is, there's a, a voluntary aspect to it and there's, there's a feeling of rejection that, that makes you just feel shattered. And it's the initial time when you realize that you've been slighted and, or you've been, the rug has been pulled out from underneath you. And then the second stage is withdrawal, when you're yearning for that person, you're yearning and wanting and wishing that it didn't, that, that the loss didn't happen. You're, you're, you want that person, you're yearning and, and mm-hmm. wanting, and your body goes into withdrawal because you are addicted to, to relationships. Yeah, and let me add to that. I, that was something that was very strong for me in the very beginning of that when I was going through it, is I turned around and it was, it was really, like I wanted the fix, like I wanted yeah. the drink. I mean, it was, I just felt withdrawal, exactly as you're saying. Yes, it's the same as heroin withdrawal, and you, because you actually have flu-like symptoms. You can't sleep, you, you lose weight, you know, it's, you, you, you are on edge, you're, you feel strung out, um, and that's because your body's own opiates, the ones that you get when you're in a relationship, the steady trickle of endorphins that keep you sort of addicted to your partner, have now been interrupted and you, your body actually goes into withdrawal and that's what that's all about. And so you're really yearning. It's, it's a time, a very painful time. It's wrenching. The next stage is internalizing and this is what makes um, abandonment grief different from bereavement because with bereavement there is not a personal injury where the person rejected you whereas with abandonment, with, with bereavement there isn't, but with abandonment you feel that that sense of betrayal or rejection and replacement, whatever the case may be, and it creates a lot of anger, which you turn against against yourself in the form of self-blame. So it's almost universal. Even I, a therapist, experienced feelings like it's 
must be because I'm not good enough. It must mm-hmm. be because I'm not beautiful enough mm-hmm. or I'm, I don't have a strong enough personality. I don't have a strong enough sense of self to keep his interest. I, I must not, I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not intelligent enough. All of those things people, people will really beat themselves up. And now, now it's very, very uh, prevalent for people to say, I'm not successful enough. I'm, because there's a tremendous emphasis in the last 10 or 15 years on what you do and who you are as a person. And mm-hmm. it's just very painful to doubt all of that. And if you do feel that you have any legitimate shortcomings, they, you begin to really loathe those things about yourself. And so it does a job on your self-esteem. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. And when it does, of course, it sounds so. It's, it's, the wound is now becoming infected. You know, the, the wound is bad enough to lose someone, but now it's infected with all of this self-hatred and this self-blame. But it's also an internal time to begin to actually work on fixing that. Um, during that internalizing stage because you're going in to kill yourself and beat yourself up and be mean to yourself. You might as well go in there and be kind to yourself and healing to yourself. So there's there's a lot of technique for that. And then the next stage is rage. And rage is when you start to realize that it's not all your fault. Mm-hmm. It's part it's the world's fault it's his fault it's her fault it's life itself it's it's frustration of the way things work you you might not blame it on the person you might just blame it on the circumstances and you feel all of this agitated depression it's very very difficult stage and if your friends say something simplistic to you like why don't you just move forward why don't you just let go Mm. or that which doesn't kill you will make you stronger you know when Mm. people say these things you become enraged with them because they don't understand that you can't live on platitudes. You're in yeah. real crisis here. And you become enraged with people who are trying to help you yeah. because the rage gets displaced. And then after you get through with the rage, you have now displaced a lot of your own anger out into your friends, out into the world, out into out, outside of yourself. And it's actually a healing, healthy thing because you've gotten rid of some of the anger that was directed Mm -hmm. inwardly against yourself. And so now you begin to lift. Life is so bountiful that even though it's hard to believe when you're going through it, it will lift, it'll help to lift you out of it. Once you put that energy back out into the world, the rage energy, and you start to do some constructive things for yourself, these constructive things begin to pay off. Also, flowers start to bloom. Mm-hmm. You might get a sunny day. The breeze distracts you. Little things begin to pull you back into life, and you begin to feel feel like your old self. And then, of course, you swirl through these stages over and over again, shattering, withdrawal, internalizing, rage, and lifting. You keep swirling through them. They spell swirl, actually. Mm-hmm. And because you're not done with them at the end, you kind of go through them repeatedly. But each time... If you know how to deal with the feelings, you emerge from this kind of going around in these phases, you emerge a stronger and happier mm-hmm. person than ever before. All right. Now, but there's a big piece there of how you get from experiencing those five stages to be able to then move on in your life. And that's yes. what your that's what your workshop is all about. Yes. And so the first question, I know you're going to be in Costa Rica in February from the 2nd to the 9th, and yes. people can go onto your website to hear about this, abandonment.net, or they can go onto my website, raskinresources.com, and everything's outlined there. But in when you're going through these five stages, how do you begin to help people? Now, it says here one of the things that you do 
is look at, um, you know, working through some of your childhood issues and, and almost coming up with a life's graph. Talk about that. Yes, um, you go through the five stages, and each stage has sort of different, it, it affects you in a different way, and therefore it requires a different kind of approach. And for instance, when you're in the withdrawal stage, you're yearning for something, and the something that you're yearning for is your lost partner, but what you have to replace your lost partner with since he's gone, he or she, mm-hmm. or your job, or whatever it is, is gone, you have to replace that object with yourself. You have to make yourself the object of your love. Mm. And to do that, you have to sort of get in touch with the child within as well as what you went through in childhood. You have to kind of take a sweeping perusal of what you've been through in life so that you know where you're coming from, what your experiences are, what has affected you emotionally. And then then you, you sort of pull that all together into an an understanding of yourself as an emotional being, and then that becomes, we can call it the child self, but it's really the emotional self. Is that part of cleaning the... Is that part of cleansing this primal wound? Yes, that's the, the cleansing of the wound is going over your childhood experiences and looking at the messages that you received and learning how to sort through them and and correcting the ones that, that are that you are sure are no longer valid and have been affecting you unconsciously, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then also challenge the ones that you still have doubts about because we, we, it's mm-hmm. amazing to discover that we really have things about ourselves that we still believe, and challenging those and, and, and developing new beliefs, that's part of it. And this is not just done by osmosis. That's why I'm so excited about the workshop. It's done through exercises, mm-hmm. there are mental exercises that actually accomplish what I'm talking about, and they're not easy answers, they require s- some effort, you, you have to work them, they're very easy once you get mm-hmm. started with them, but they have to be explained, and it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for people when we're in a group, the energy from everyone else doing it creates a really profound experience for people, and we, we do this work right in the group. Mm-hmm. And then you share. And then share. It's it's tremendous amount of support and participation and stroking from a a group full of people. Mm. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. And, folks, I want to let you know that you can give us a call right here if you're calling today on Monday, July 2nd. Um, You can give us a call at 866-472-5788. My guest is Susan Anderson, and you can log on to Susan's website at abandonment.net and learn much more about this whole issue of abandonment. Susan Anderson has devoted more than 25 years of clinical experience and groundbreaking research in working with victims of abandonment trauma. Founder of the Abandonment Recovery Movement, she's the author of three books. One is The Journey from Abandonment to Healing. The second one is The Black Swan, The 12 Lessons of Abandonment Recovery, and the workbook, The Journey from Heartbreak to Connection. And she's going to be giving a seven-day workshop in Costa Rica at Pura Vida Spa on February 2nd to 9th of 2008. You can log on to her website, which is abandonment.net, or you can log on to mine, which has a whole page on this, which is raskinresources.com. And again, give us a call if you have any questions for her, if you have felt betrayed or left or just, you know, feel scarred by this abandonment wound. Give us a call here today 
at Voice America at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There's plenty more. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? Can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. There you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Financial Truth with Carla Cargill will bring a passionate, spirit-filled voice to talk radio, which will empower you to unleash your wealth within. Listen live every Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice American Network as Carla shares common-sense wealth-building principles with a twist of humor that will take you from living paycheck to paycheck to living a life of more than enough. Join Carla every Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and discover your money personality and learn the Ten Commandments to Wealthy Living. You will no longer be held captive by financial bondage. Let Carla Cargill teach you the financial truth, and the truth will set you free. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You're listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin. 
great program to call in. We're talking about the wounds of abandonment and how to heal them with my guest expert, Susan Anderson. Call us at 866-472-5788 if you're listening Monday, July 2nd, which happens to be my guest's birthday and my daughter's birthday. So there you have it. Great day. Susan Anderson is a psychotherapist who has devoted over 25 years of clinical experience and research to working with child and adult victims of abandonment, trauma, heartbreak, and grief. Through extensive clinical research, group work, and scientific study, she has developed a treatment protocol specific to overcome the impact of abandonment in adults and children. Her five universal stages of abandonment recovery are based on scientific findings related to the psychobiology of separation and attachment. Welcome back, Susan. Hi. All right. I got a question for you. Um, we talked about the five stages, and we talked about the things that you're going to do in this workshop that you're going to do um, in February of 2008 in Costa Rica, the journey from abandonment to healing. And people can log on to your website, abandonment.net, or my website, raskinresources.com, to see the com to see the schedule and to learn more about it. But when people go through this, Susan, abandonment, and they come to you in workshops, do you find that some of them have so much trauma that they can't, they want another relationship and they can't find it. So they're, they're not only hurting from that wound, but they're hurting because they feel lonely that they can't find another relationship. There are so many people out there who are caught up in patterns of, of abandonment. Um, they keep getting abandoned over and over again because they're attracted only to the unavailable. And when somebody comes along who is available, I call this being an abandoholic. When somebody is available and who and wants them and starts to say, well, let's get together more often, you know, they they lose interest. They they suddenly there's no sexual chemistry and they they just have no feelings for the person. But if the person is unavailable, there they maintain their interest, and this is a very common pattern. And the, the there are so many people out there who are looking for a relationship and they simply can't find a relationship and they can't seem to last in a relationship, and they they don't quite know what, what the problem is. They might know they're caught up in a pattern, or they might not. You know, some people have more insight than others, but they don't know, is it because there aren't the right people out there? Are they not meeting enough people? And these issues are very painful, and they're very tied in with abandonment trauma. Hmm. You know, all you need is one big hurt from a relationship, and it can set you in a pattern. It can cause you to become avoidant, it can cause you to start looking for the wrong type of person. Mm-hmm. It can make you vulnerable to the next person, and then you wind up getting too needy too quickly, and you turn the person off. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the previous abandonment history from childhood or even from adulthood can really create problems in the next relationship, finding one and keeping one. All right, so let's go back to the workshop then. And by the way, folks, if you have questions, call us at 866-472-5788. So then if this is happening and you're in that abandoholic, as you said, pattern, what is it you do in the workshop that helps people wake up and say, aha, there's something I'm doing here that I may want to change? Well, the aha is a very important first step. Some people already have it. For a lot of people, gaining that insight is very important. But, of course, insight has to be utilized. Insight is only step one. You can know something and and not be able to use it, and that's very frustrating. But what we learn to do in the workshop is exercises that help you to actually use the insight. So if you discover that you've become 
avoidant to relationships or that you're too needy, you have emotional suction cups that are scaring people away, or if you are caught up in one of those patterns of being attracted only to the unavailable, you gain the insight first and then you do exercises that involve, we, we use visualization, we use resolving previous um, wounds from previous relationships mm-hmm. and connecting with an internal core to help change the direction of your life. The part of the personality that is caught up in these patterns of relationships that are self-destructive, self-sabotaging, they, these are outer child patterns. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, there are exercises designed to help you parent your outer child so that it stops sabotaging your relationships. And along with that in the workshop, you also move from that to your dreams, right? You look at what it is you do want. Yes, because if you if you... In, abandonment recovery is about reinstating your dreams and actually making uh, a life choice to follow your dreams. So many of us are so afraid of being disappointed, we have reduced our dreams, we've pared them down, mm. and we've, we've abandoned them. Mm. And part of ab- abandoning self is abandoning our dreams because we're mm. just afraid of being disappointed. So mm. one of the first things we do during a workshop is to begin to reinstate. We reconstruct our dreams mm. and we... We dream what we dream our ultimate dreams, mm-hmm. and then we develop a plan for healing the wound that keeps that holds us back, discovering what the obstacles are, how to overcome the obstacles to to be able to to work toward our dream and as we move through life after the workshop, utilizing the tools, we move toward the dream mm-hmm. if if my dream is, I'll use a silly example, having a, a gigantic mansion or something. Mm-hmm. I might not acquire the mansion the week after the workshop, but I'm moving in that direction. Right. Then I'm on, on the path. That mm-hmm. would not be an appropriate dream necessarily. Most people are looking for love. So, and Susan, after the seven-day workshop, I'm sure that you get letters from people. What do you hear? Well, I I really enjoy receiving these letters. Um, gratitude for being able to work with these tools. People acquire tools that are very, very effective, and they just need to use them when the workshop is over to continue using them in their lives, and they discover that they actually do transform their lives very, mm-hmm. very rapidly. You know, we are all always growing and changing and evolving, but these Tools help you to grow and change and evolve very quickly and in a very positive direction. Mm-hmm. So I, I get feedback about changes that people are making in their lives and how, you know, I say effortless, how easy, because people will, will say how, how easy it is to, to make these changes, but actually it does involve using the tools. It involves mm-hmm. putting the effort in. All right, Susan, what do you say to folks who come to the workshop, they've got the tools, they're using them, and then one day something happens. They see their ex or they see their ex with a new woman or they see that parent that left them two years ago and that every, the old rush comes back. Okay. How do you help them because it, it, you dip right back? Yes. Um, the fact is that you could be doing extremely well in your life. Um, things could be 100%, you know, go in, in your life and you could see your old abandoner Right. And you could experience a tremendous setback in terms mm-hmm. of, of feeling the longing and, and the, the nervousness that's associated with it and the hurt. And 
that is a very common phenomenon. And people think, oh, I haven't, I haven't changed, I haven't moved forward. The truth is, you have. You just noticed that it took you much less time to bounce back. It helped you to see, it helped to humble you to realize you're still human. You still have the wound, but this time you have yourself and you have tools that help you to deal with it. So when I have an experience like that, and I do, when I, when I sort of have a sudden realization of, of how deep the wound is and how much hurt there is, I'm very grateful because that becomes an exquisite child to take care of. That becomes, the wound becomes me, the little person or the emotional person who now needs my attention and it creates a lesson in self-love. And of course, because I, I know how to use these tools, the, whatever experience I have becomes an opportunity to really reach inside myself and pull myself along on my path, on my journey. So what you're saying is if you dip back, at least after the workshop or after reading the materials, you have that tool you can use. Yes, because what we don't do when we heal from a primal wound, abandonment is primal, so it's not as if you just heal from it and the heal wound seals over and we never feel abandoned again. Right. We learn how to deal, as adults, we learn that adults cannot be abandoned, we can only feel abandoned. Mm Mm-hmm. And we learn that we can only really abandon ourselves. And we, when we give our power to another person, and that, and we bump into that person, and we realize, oh, I'm still feeling so much pain, and we have that experience. It's an opportunity to not to do the opposite of abandoning ourselves. We can adopt ourselves all over again, mm-hmm. and we can reach in and make an internal connection that is far better than anything we ever would have experienced with that person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. All right. My guest is Susan Anderson. She's a psychotherapist who's worked and who's devoted over 25 years of clinical experience and research to working with child and adult victims of abandonment, trauma, heartbreak, and grief. Through extensive clinical research, group work, and scientific study, she's developed a treatment protocol to specific overcoming the abandonment and the impact of abandonment in adults and children. Her website is abandonment.net, and the three books that she has written are The Journey from from Abandonment to Healing, Black Swan, The 12 Lessons of Abandonment Recovery, and the workbook, which is very good, which is a companion guide, really, is Journey from Heartbreak to Connection, and that really helps you go through all these in the exercises. Um, Susan is giving a workshop in Costa Rica at Pura Vida Spa. It's early February, the 2nd to the 9th of 2008. And if you want to learn more about that, please log on to my website, raskinresources.com, go to wellness seminars, or go to Susan's website, which is abandonment.net. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Hosting Commander in Change, Empowerment Coach, and International Speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. In the ever-changing world of real estate, Mark Heller and Brian Church bring to Internet Talk Radio all the latest information, trends, and changes in the real estate market. And these guys pull no punches. That's Real Estate Talk with Mark Heller and Brian Church every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. When we are back, you are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My is Susan Anderson. She has devoted more than 25 years of clinical experience and groundbreaking research on working with victims of abandonment trauma. She's the founder of the Abandonment Recovery Movement, and she's the author of three books, which are The Journey from Abandonment to Healing, the Black Swan, The Twelve Lessons of Abandonment Recovery, and The Journey from Heartbreak to Connection. And I have worked with Susan. I have been through abandonment trauma. Many people have, and her work is groundbreaking and profound. And she has tremendous insights. She's giving a workshop in Costa Rica in February of 2008. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to abandonment.net or my, or my website, raskinresources.com, and it's all outlined. And we're talking today about abandonment, how you heal it, and then what she does in the workshop. And you can still give us a call at 866-472-5788 if you're calling on Monday, July 2nd, uh, between the hours of 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 to noon Pacific. Welcome back, Susan. Hi. All right, let's... Um, Let's talk now about putting it all together and, you know, when people have been through this abandonment trauma and when they've made it through what their life really can be. Well, abandonment is is a painful thing to go through, but it opens you up to the core. It teaches you what it means to be truly human. It gets you in touch with your primal feelings because abandonment is primal. And that's the beauty of it. It's the pain of it, but it's also the beauty of it. And as a result of it, you learn to love yourself, and it becomes not just a slogan, not a platitude, but it becomes an actual part of who you are. 
you learn to love your emotions. You learn to love your vulnerability, and you can share your vulnerability with other people. So what happens as a result of abandonment, if you know how to deal with the feelings, and we have tools to help you with that, um, is that it makes you more alive than ever before and more accessible to other people. If you, if you over-defend yourself from the feelings and you don't know how to deal with the feelings and you kind of hide them or squelch them or, or displace them, you can become defensive in a way that causes you not to get into close relationships in the, in the future. But if you, if you learn to connect with the experience and learn how to deal with it, it allows you to have deeper love, deeper trust, greater, greater intimacy, of course, very clear communication between two people, which is what the trust is built on, and more intensity in your, in your overall life experience. And the humility that you carry into your relationships is very welcome by and why do you think that is, Susan, that you can be more open and more intense when you had this wound opened up? Well, what? abandonment brings you to your knees, and it's a, it's a very uh, disconcerting experience, to put it mildly, to be, to be so humbled by another person's rejection. Mm-hmm. And once you're on your knees, you realize you are human. You have been... You have been felled. You have been bested by another human being, and that kind of humiliation is a negative thing. But there is also humility in understanding how vulnerable we are as human beings because we love, because we attach. And so that allows, once you know how to deal with those feelings, you are now open to your human beingness, to your emotional human beingness, and you know how to deal with your emotions. You know how to love yourself for them, and you know how to contain them yourself. The key, of course, is the, the most important thing that you learn from an abandonment experience is how to take responsibility for your own emotional needs because that's what, that's what it's all about, is learning how to so deal with your own feelings. What you're saying is once you've been opened up and have faced that wound and come face-to-face with it, you've been through that, so you're, you're not as afraid because you've, you've faced it. You've faced it, and you've, you've faced it with your own strength. You've learned now that you, now you have nothing really to fear because you have, you've been to the bottom and you have administered to yourself and you now know that you can count on yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Susan, if you were to say one thing to people about what is your message about the journey from abandonment to healing, what's your message? The message that I'm always trying to get across to people is that it's not something that you do by osmosis when you take a very painful wound and turn it into a positive life experience. It's not something you gain by platitudes. People are always asking me, give me three, three easy steps or give me five steps, ten steps. And th- there is no easy magic pill for this. There is the determination to turn the positive, the, the negative into a positive, and there is the, the willingness to make a daily regimen of taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and using tools. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the message that I'm always trying to get across. Don't let your friends make you feel ashamed that it's hard to let go and move forward. It is hard to let go. It is hard to move forward. Mm-hmm. But it is doable. And if you know how to deal with the feelings, you will move forward, you will let go, and you will move forward and have a richer life than ever mm-hmm. before. 
So wonderful. I want to personally thank you on behalf of me and thousands of other people who've been through this and the help that you've given us. Well, it's, it's certainly my pleasure. I'm very glad to be able to share this information with people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now, Susan, if somebody has listened to this program and wants to contact you, can they email you? Yes, they can. And you'll, you'll respond to them? Oh, yes. Abandonment.net. But yes, I will respond. Okay. And again, the workshop that you're going to teach in Pura Vida uh, Spa in Costa Rica is February 2-8, to 2-9, to 2008. And people can log on to RaskinResources.com Wellness Seminars and find out about that. Or they can, again, log on to Abandonment.net. Susan, thank you so much for coming on the program. Oh, you're welcome, Patricia. My thank pleasure. That's great. All right, and stay on the line for a minute, please. Folks, next week, my guest is Sandra Ray, who has been a leading voice in the trans- transpersonal movement for more than 25 years. She's the author of more than a dozen books that have helped transform the lives of thousands of people worldwide. Her new book is The Loving Relationships Treasury, which offers an opportunity to build spiritually healthy partnerships that nourish individuality, strength, creativity, and contribution to the world. So tune in again for that next week. And again, just want to remind you that this program is on every Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and uh, and it's also rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can log on to my website, raskinresources.com, for more about my other radio programs, which are on terrestrial radio in other cities, and to learn about the seminars that I'm bringing to wonderful spas with people like Susan Anderson who can help transform our lives. So not just do we do, do just do this on the radio, we do this live in person so you can really work with these people and gain. So again, folks, it's really an honor and pleasure to be with you each week. Remember, I always say, stay healthy, stay happy, find the support that you need that's so important, and know that your dreams can come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. Raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.